Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions, our virtual e-service. This is how we're doing um, service during this season of this pandemic. And we just want to say good morning and thank you to everybody who is joining in. All of our local partners who live in Northwest Arkansas and all of our virtual partners. And we're just super excited because over the last six months, we have gained so many wonderful virtual par virtual partners yes. from all over the country and one from the UK. And so we're super excited about that. And so here's something I want to ask you to do if you haven't done it. One, could you like this page, Fellowship of Champions Church? Could you like this page? And let's do something. Check in the page. Check in on the page like you're attending service. So if you haven't checked in, could you do that this morning? And then we're going to do what we call some, um, what do you call it? Social, social media outreach. Social media outreach. What does that mean? That means I want you to share this on your Facebook page. I want you to share it in your Facebook story. And I want you to invite someone. Now, I want to remind you this about groups. Don't share in groups where people don't like that right? Don't get banned from a group. Like if you know that a group is set for a certain thing, don't share in groups that you shouldn't share in, right? So we're going to do a couple of announcements. You know, we always start with some announcements this morning. Remind them to tell us where they're from too. I know you said they oh, sure yeah, that they yeah, were yeah. first time visitors or not, where they're from, and also, um, you know, whether they're watching live or if they're going to watch it later, they can tell us replay. No, he's right. So hashtag live if you're watching live and tell us where you're watching from. And then if you watch the replay, hashtag replay and tell us where you're watching from. Listen, partners, our job is to reach the world. Pastor Edwin and I, when we were walking yesterday, we were saying, you know, we have always known. I mean, when we were 27 year old kids, God gave us a word that our ministry would have international impact when we didn't even know what that meant. Yep. When there was no Facebook, no IG, no YouTube, no way to go live that really you needed a million dollar a month budget Literally. to be able to go um, across the world. And now because of these platforms, because of Facebook, we won't be live on IG today. But Pastor Edwin is working on some really cool things to update how we bring service to you guys yep. one of the cool things about um this season that we're in is that we're seeing um companies release so much so different technology things that you would have need like Streamyard, things where you would have needed um a whole crew to be able to have a professional production and now there are so many things that are coming to light and pastor ellen is working on updating that um, but today we won't be on IG, so tell all of our IG people they have to come over to F to Facebook today. Don't miss church because it's on Facebook and not IG, right? Yeah, because yeah. our whole goal is to upgrade the experience that you get to have as a user. Uh, and that takes us a little time to do that. But we want to make sure that when we are on uh, Facebook, whether we're on Instagram, uh, whether we are on Twitch, whether we're on Periscope, uh, whether we're on any other platform we want to make sure that the user experience is nice and yes. so we appreciate you guys being with us as we work through some of those hiccups but if we're going to be online for a little while uh we believe that excellence is, is at the level that you know how to do right yes and so we want to increase our level of excellence as we bring these broadcasts to you each week yes 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 i love that so we have some announcements um on monday i typically do mindset monday um, this Monday night, I am going to be 
um, with Dr. Harney on Mic Drop Monday. I've done that with her before. We have something exciting coming up. So if you could join us for that, that would be cool. I am going to do um, a Mindset Monday as well, but that's a, um, that's a cool thing that we're going to be doing. We, we're, we're working to partner together to impact more people. Then on Tuesday, you know what we have. Y'all tell me what we have on Tuesday. We have prayer on Tuesday. At what time do we have prayer? 8 p.m. Central. And what do we know about prayer? Something, Something supernatural, supernatural always happens. Always happens. Always, always happens, happens when you when pray. You pray in faith and you pray the word Amen. and we are so thankful to our team of intercessors the people who you know they actually write those prayers out they will look at something um some word that pastor edwin has given some word that i've given something R pastor ralph has said something pastor chris has sung about and they literally write prayers based on the word of god because you can't just pray with emotion you have to pray with the word god doesn't respond to our emotional outbursts not our tears not our joy what god responds to us his word being given back to him the power is in his word Amen. so we want to encourage you to come to prayer on when on tuesday night at 8 p.m central because something supernatural always happens when you pray now is there going to be refreshed this week uh, I believe there's refreshed Bible study. Plan for if if it's not Pastor Ralph, will let us know. We continue to pray for his recovery. I know not. I don't know about last night, but the night before was a pretty rough night for him in the healing process. And so we are continuing to to pray for Pastor Ralph as he recovers from his shoulder surgery. So he will let us know uh, whether we have refreshed. So anticipate that we will, uh, and you'll see a message if we don't. And if you don't see a message, then you'll be ready for refreshed Bible study. Here's my encouragement to you. Even if Pastor Ralph doesn't go live, you can watch an old video. Absolutely. You can take that time for study. Yep. People talk about Wednesday being hump day. Um, you know, and we should use Wednesday as a day to refresh, like mm -hmm. he said, right? So we can finish the week strong so we don't forget. He says yes, there will be refresh on, okay, on Wednesday. Thank right. you very much. And so then, you know, on Sunday morning, it's going to be Kristen, Pastor Kristen Valley, um, who did an awesome job leading worship this morning. We're super excited about what her and um, Minister Nigel are doing for us. Nigel was playing for us, made me um, cut a step in church this morning. And so we're just super excited about what God is doing. Listen, you need to learn and learn to learn how to make the best of the season. You know, you have to make the best of the season. We miss all of our partners, especially now that we come here and do service yeah. and we're facing this way and we miss your beautiful faces. We miss the hugs. We miss hugging your kids. But you have to learn how to maximize whatever season you're in. So our desire to upgrade how we deliver the yeah. broadcast, having prayer, praise and worship, refresh Bible study. That's all of our way to maximize what the season that we are in. And so we're going to encourage you the way we've been encouraging you from the beginning. Stay connected. Listen, there is a word in Second Chronicles. It says, if you believe in God, you will be established. But if you believe his prophet, you will prosper. And I think that one of the most important things that you can find out is who God has called you to, yes. to, to speak into your life. Yep. Because it does matter where you go to church. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with anybody else. But just like if you think about the children of Israel, there were tribes and each tribe had an assignment, right? Mm -hmm. When he said send Judah first, that wasn't the same thing as the tribe of Benjamin, right? right? And so it's important for you to know where you're connected and you need to be really disciplined and diligent in this this season that you are listening to the voices that are called to speak into Amen. your life. Why? Because he said, if you believe in God, you'll be established. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You're going to go to heaven. But to prosper means to flourish. 
That means that based on where you are situated in the body of Christ, God is raising up men and women of God who are going to give you instruction that is designed to cause you to flourish. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't want to flourish? No matter what the season is, nobody wants to live a raggedy life, stressed out, anxious, broke, sick. And so it's very important that you stay connected. Now, you know that we have been talking about um, the importance of obedience. And today we're going to get into um, the benefits of obedience. And Pastor Edwin is going to do the recap. And I, But I wanted to share something with you before I toss the mic back to him, which is that um, I was thinking that one of the advantages in our mindset is that we decided that obedience was not a loss. And that for many people, when God says no, when God says, don't go this way, you can't live in this city, this isn't the person you should date, don't eat this, they see it as a loss. Right. But Isaiah tells us if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So if God says, no, you can't have that or you can't live there or don't do that or this person isn't your friend or stop saying this about yourself or even something like people see forgiveness as a loss. Right. If I choose to forgive somebody, mm -hmm. then I'm a punk, I'm weak. And he's like, no, I understand what unforgiveness and offense literally does to your body, what it does to your mind and how it stops the flow of good in your whole life. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking if there was one thing that we could tell people to just kind of re to set you up for what we're doing today is don't view obedience as a loss. See obedience as a win. So I'm going to pray for service this morning. And then Pastor Ellen is going to recap us. And we're just going to get into it. Oh, I got a shout out. I got a shout out. I'm wearing Kristen Pastor Kristen Valley shirt. Pray, praise, worship, and repeat. And this is how we should be living. And all of this really falls under the category of obedience, yep. right? All these things. God told us to pray without ceasing. He told us to praise. He told us to worship. And if we want to live our best life, we, we need to do these on repeat. So, Chris, you can drop your link. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and uh, guys, get one of these T-shirts. Celebrate um, the people who are doing things to help feed your soul. They're doing things to help keep you encouraged and keep reminding you of who you are. Which which reminds me, you probably ought to, I don't know if you have them with you. But oh, we, I do. We have a lot of people doing some amazing things in our ministry, and we want to encourage you. Uh, uh, Chandra Washington, Dr. Chandra Washington, uh, has produced... Uh, a guide, a, it's a prayer uh, guide, it's a, it's a journal uh, that teaches you of how to really pray the scripture effectively so that you're not begging and pleading and, cr and crying trying to get your prayers answered and then being frustrated when you don't. Uh, as you can see, it's already got three-hole punch in it. Uh, when you buy it, it comes this way. You can put it in a notebook. It's designed for you to write in and write on and highlight. So I encourage you, if you haven't, uh, to go ahead and, and get this uh, journal. It's called Pray the Word, a guide journal, a guided journal uh, to praying the scripture. So one of our admins, Chandra, someone, go ahead and drop the link in there uh, so that you can uh, get this particular uh, book right here. Uh, and then after that, you need to grab hold to this one. Uh, this is Pastor Sean's book. Uh, it's entitled 30 Days of Healing. Uh, and you may have watched her do all the Facebook lives, and that's great. But this is a journal that allows you to, to go back through and to actually synthesize all of that information that she was spinning out to you over the course of those 30 days. So many of you have already ordered it. I know it because I've seen all the hard copies that came to the house. I've seen all the hard copies that have gone out, all the mailers, all the post office runs. So I don't know if you have any more hard copies or not. But we however, have some more coming in some October. More, some more coming in October. So however you want to do that, you need to get this 30 days of healing. Okay, get this 30 days of healing. 
And then Pastor Ralph, uh, his book is out, uh, and it's called Good Enough Isn't. Uh, and what is it about? It's about the fact that if you that you can't let good be the standard for your life, in this particular case, your marriage. And so this is a book that is designed for, for married couples, but it's, it's really for anybody who wants to understand how to be married, right? And, and so many times we wait until we are in a situation to try to learn what to do. This is a great book for singles because you can read this information, understand this information before you ever walk down the aisle. It's all about communication in so many different facets. And, and, and really the title says it all. Good just isn't good enough. I mean, we, we want to be excellent in our marriages. Yes, and so yes, uh, Pastor Rap or someone, you can drop that link uh, hopefully into the comment section there. You can go to www dot ralph r-a-f marlow dot com uh you can order that book i, I know i think the ebook is already ready um and if not uh if, if the hard copies aren't ready yet then you can pre-order those or whatever you need to do but i just encourage you to do that i encourage you to do that uh listen you want to get all the tools you can get to get yourself ready uh as we get ready to head into 2021 you want to get all the tools you can so i think this is interesting i was thinking like People may be thinking, well, why would I buy a book? Why would I read a book? You know, here's the great thing. Because reading is fundamental. Because right? reading is fundamental, right? Um, but, you know, ignorance is optional. Yeah. And the Bible says that pe my people perish, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But if you read yeah, more. Not that they don't have knowledge but available. But they reject They it. reject knowledge. They reject knowledge. And then Proverbs says, in all you're getting, get an understanding. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, it's amazing how many people want a good marriage, but they don't learn anything about marriage. Or how many people are saying, you know, it's the season of wealth transfer and I'm going to be a millionaire. But they, they don't read any books. They don't watch any videos they don't do any they're just mm -hmm. sitting back hoping and what i would say to you is that even this teaching about obedience it moves us out of this place of just hoping and wishing that something is going to change to become active participants with what god is doing yeah so you want me right now yep. yeah most gracious heavenly father lord we thank you for this day we thank you for your goodness to yeah. us you, in every year but lord especially this pandemic Lord, we thank you for even the word that you've given us to prepare. We thank you for how you've set us up. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for um, the jobs that have been created. We thank you for the businesses that have been birthed. We thank you for even our partners and their giving so that we've been able to meet the needs for people who were in bad situations, God. Lord, we just thank you for that because we know that it is by your hand that we are able to do these. And so, Father, we thank you for Jesus. Because of Jesus, we are saved. Glory to God. Yes. Because of Jesus, we have been redeemed from all of the works of the enemy, and we have right standing with you. And we thank you for Holy Spirit. Jesus said as he got ready to leave, he said, I'm going to give you a teacher. I'm going to give you my personal teacher, and he's going to lead you into all truth. So, Holy Spirit, we release you over these airways right now to do what you do. Any place that our heart is stubborn, is scaly, any place that we're going in circles, because um, we haven't been listening, God. We pray for a tenderness in our heart, even today, that we would stop fighting against you. We would stop fighting against yes. your way because your way yes. is better. Yes. Now, Father, we pray for anybody watching this who may not know you. By your spirit, draw them. You said no one comes unless you draw. So by your yes. spirit, draw. Whoever may yes. be in a backslidden state, in a rebellious state, in a stubborn state, yes. by your spirit, draw in the name of Jesus. We pray that our hearts would be be tender and open to you because all you're trying to do is preserve us. Come on. All you're trying yes. to do is protect yes. us.
us. All you're trying to do is give us the life that you've always designed to give us. So help us to crucify our flesh and to stop fighting against your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, as many of you know, we have spent, um, this is week three. Uh, We spent the last couple of weeks talking about this uh, theme of obedience. Mm -hmm. And when we first got started, uh, we started talking about obedience from the aspect of why is obedience important, right? Why is it even necessary? Why is it important? Um, And the whole goal has been to get to what we're going to get today to Mm -hmm. talk about the benefits because Mm -hmm. we know that the human uh, existence is about what benefits me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it would be crazy for us to deny and act like that wasn't true, but it's about you know what, what benefits me. Now, we gave people all the reasons why it's important, right? And we gave them scripture to go yeah, along with yeah. that. So I won't spend uh, today's time going back through all of that. I'm going to hit a couple of highlights. I'm going to mention the eight things real quick without the scriptures. Uh, our admins, if you probably have those notes available from the previous week, you can throw those up if you need to. But I want to really make sure that we have enough time to get into talking about these benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think if you understand the benefit of something, you do it. It's kind of like if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, listen, you need to cut out uh, salt, right? And in order to cut out the salt, you need to exercise more. If you don't, you're going to be dead in six months. That's a motivator, right? Right. It's like, whoa, I see the benefit of cutting down salt and exercising because I want to keep living. Yes. Well, you talked a little bit this morning about this whole idea of obedience and living, right? Yeah. And so if you want to, before I get into this, you can share that unless you want to share it later. But I thought it was a good piece because so many times... You know, we, we understand that the wages of sin and disobedience is sin, right? So the wages of sin is death. And many, many times we think, it, oh, well, I did something. I disobeyed God. I didn't die. But the reality of it is, but the reality of it is, is that you will end up dying, but it may not look like what you think it looks like. So if you want to talk about that for a minute, you can do that before I get started. No, uh, this morning I was just thinking about, well, let me back up a little bit. I woke up this morning. Many of you have seen that I posted it. I woke up this morning and in during my sleep, the Lord was really just talking to me. Holy Spirit was talking to me about ask about praying that we would be tender hearted toward yep. him, right? That we would have a tender heart. And many of you, um, you, you love God, but if you're honest, you're not really tender hearted towards him. Right. And, um, and when you're not tender hearted towards someone, you're not necessarily sensitive to them. And I'd give this practical example because of some of the, um, um, challenges Jordan has had we're probably a little more tender in listening to her, really paying attention to what it is that she's saying because we don't want to miss what she's trying to communicate, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, if you and I get to talking and we're not intentional, we, you know, we both can play a little bit, we can dig a little bit, and we're not always tender right. when we're listening to each other, even though we love each other, right? right? And so he was just talking to me about being tender towards him. And he was talking to me about how his job is really to do two things, which is to preserve us and to prosper us. Well, if you look up that word preserve, it includes protection and every single thing that you're looking for. His job is to preserve us from decay. Mm-hmm. Well, sin brings decay. Yep. The wages of sin is death. And so um, he was just saying to me when I got up, he said, you know, in the Garden of Eden, when the when God said to them they would surely die, number one, they did not know what death they, looked they like. They had never heard, they had never experienced it, never seen it, didn't even understand the concept. They of did it. not know what death looked like. And he said, and the same is true many times for my people. 
because what they're doing, your disobedience isn't causing you to drop dead, mm -hmm. but it is causing you to die to your destiny. Yeah. And so he was just talking to me and he was saying, when we, he said, Sean, sin is not a light thing. Just because my blood has been shed for your redemption, sin is not a light thing. And the wages of sin is still death. Now, the benefit is that as a born again believer, I'm not earning salvation. And when I die, I'm going to go to heaven right. because I go to heaven because I believe in the finished work of Jesus. But I can be a born again believer who's not tender toward God, who practices disobedience. Yeah. And even though I'm not getting hit by a car and dying that way, I am literally dying to my destiny. Yeah. There are things that God has set up. The Bible tells us in Romans, he preordained. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And so what this non-tenderness does, right, yep. is that it makes obedience optional. Mm -hmm. And so we go, I'm cool long as I'm saved. We go, you know what? Well, it's the grace of God. We go, I'm just human. But the question that I would like to ask you today is that if God has set so many good things mm -hmm. for you, right? Yep. In the beginning, he says, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish. I want you to subdue. And I want you to have dominion. What is your disobedience giving dominion over you? Mm -hmm. What you should have dominion over, right? What, how is your disobedience stopping you from being fruitful? How is it stopping you from being from multiplying? And how it, does it have you in the wrong city, in the wrong relationship, in the wrong job? And he says, Obe disobedience still produces death. Yeah. And that's what I was saying yeah. to you this yeah. morning. Yeah. And in the, the, the synthesis of that is that there are actually worse things than physical death. Mm. So well, what do you mean by pastor that there's worse things than physical death? Actually living and never living in your destiny. Oh, God. To actually be existing but never producing the things that's in your heart to do mm -hmm. because you keep stopping yourself because you won't obey the one who, who, who created the path for you to live out that destiny. And it really gets right into what I want to say this morning because then we, we, we go back to what we talked about last week and we'll get started here with Deuteronomy chapter 11, hey, verse 26 share the and 28. Video. Deuteronomy 11, 26 and 28. And in Deuteronomy 11, 26 and 28, it says it like this. He says, behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. He literally says you have two options and you get to pick them. You can you can choose to be blessed, which is empowered to prosper, mm -hmm. or you can choose to be cursed, which is an empowerment to fail, to come up short. He says a blessing if and when we see the word if we know that that's a conditional statement. It means you can pick blessing. But how do you pick blessing by choosing it? No, he says you pick it by your actions. What's your action? He says, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, he says, which I commanded you this day. And then verse 28 says, and you pick the curse, not because you just say, I want the curse, but you pick it by your actions. Again, he says, if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, but then turn aside out of the way, which I commanded you this day to go after other gods, which you have not known. And I think that's important because we don't get the Bible says it like this, you know, we don't we don't get punished per se for the things we don't know, but we are severely punished for the things we know and don't do. You know, God gives a lot of grace to all of us, mm -hmm. but there are Thank things God. there are things in our life that we didn't know that we were supposed to do. We didn't know how to do them. Well, God wasn't punishing us for that. He was actually protecting us and keeping us from the consequences of that. But at the same time, you don't get to be a person who who understands what to do, who knows what to do, to know to know when to do it. 
and then choose not to do it and expect not to receive the consequences of those actions. Jesus says it like this. He says, if you know to do right and you don't do it, you're beat with many strikes. That, many. That, many that, strikes. That, 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 in other words, the full weight of those consequences come upon you because there, there's no there, because there's no protection because you knew you knew not to do it. Um, you know, uh, the reality of it is, is that what, what Jesus always wanted, what God always wanted for all of his children was for us to live in the blessing. Yes. It's the reason why he said, I set before you. You ain't got to go search it. You ain't got to go find it. I said it before you. Life and death, blessing and cursing. And then I like the voice translation because in the voice translation, he says, look, you've got two choices. He says, you can be blessed or you can be cursed. If you obey his commands, which I give you today, you'll be blessed. Verse 28 says, but if you don't obey his commands, if you leave the path that I'm showing you today so you can worship other gods, who are foreign to you, then you'll be cursed. And I think it's important that we say to people, when we talk about worshiping other gods, we don't mean, uh, you know, some some deity. But the reality of it is, is the one God that you chase more than anything is that God of self-fulfillment. Yes. yes. You've got to be careful about yes. chasing that God of self-fulfillment because you can start chasing things that God never told you to go after. And actually, you can start chasing things that God told you to stop chasing. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you have such a desire for them, and you don't let God's desire become your desire, then you can become a God unto yourself. I, that is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say that one of the challenges with Christians in understanding this issue of other gods is that they go, I don't serve Baal. I don't serve Muhammad. Right. I don't serve the devil. Yeah. But do you serve yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And who do you serve Sean? Do you serve Sean? Do you serve Eddie? Right. Do you serve whatever your name is? Are, are you serving yourself more than God? And let me help you so that you don't have to struggle with this. If you are practicing disobedience, you are serving yourself. You are serving yourself. Um, you know, it's so interesting because our struggle, he says, you're, he says, he didn't say you're drawn away by the devil. Right. He said you're drawn away by the lust of your own flesh. Mm -hmm. The challenge, even in the garden, is that Eve wanted to become a God to herself. Yes. She wanted to cut yes. out the need for yes. God to consult. He says, listen, I've given you the choice, but you get to choose blessings or curses. Yeah. I want you to choose the blessing. And you know that obedience is a big subject for me, yeah. right? And it really is something that I actually it cry be a big over. Subject for everybody. It, it should, <laughs> I think so. I literally weep over people sometimes because I know that even though they love God, I know that the many stripes, the stripe of fear, the stripe of the financial all the finances always being in a bad situation, mm -hmm. the, the stripe of getting your heart broken again in another bad relationship, that it comes from disobedience. And why do people do that? The reason people do that is because in truth, they want to they, they want to pursue something that in their mind is going to cause them to be great. To and, be there's, great. and there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to understand the proper context for doing that. It's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 and 1. In Deuteronomy 28 and 1, it says this. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands, he says the Lord your God, he will set you above all nations on yeah, the earth. So, so see, you're chasing after something mm -hmm. that if you would obey God, he'd give you. Mm, mm. You're chasing after something. You're, 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 you're being led astray by the lust of your own flesh, by a desire that was given to you by God. God is saying you don't have to chase the desire. 
chase me because I'm the one who holds the desire. Because I hold the desire. So if you fully obey me, I will set you above all nations. In other words, I'll put you at the top of your industry. I'll make you the best lawyer, the best accountant, the best entertainer, the best educator, the best entrepreneur. But you got to do it my way. You got to do it my way. It reminds me of something. Um, we watched it. You may not remember this, but years ago we watched Bishop Jakes and he taught this message. And he said, sin is to miss the mark. Yep. And it says it is to try to get a legal thing illegally. Yep. And I love that because I want to talk about that. It is legal in the kingdom to want to do life with someone and to be loved. Sure. It is illegal in the kingdom to try to pick the person yourself and ignore God when he tells you that's not the person. Yep. It is legal in the kingdom for you to prosper, yep. but it is illegal in the kingdom for you to go after a job or a, a business that God told you not to yep. touch. Yep. And you and I have seen that many times in our life, because if you're smart, you can sit back and look and say, oh, I, I can do this. I can maneuver this. I can work this. But there have literally been times that on paper, something looked like an amazing opportunity for one of us. And God said, don't yep. touch that. Yep. That's not yours. And see, in order to walk that way, you got to really let John 3.16 become life to mm -hmm. you. That for God so loved the world that he gave his son. He didn't give his son and now he's withholding a mate from you. Right. He didn't give his son and now he's withholding wealth from you. Well, the, the Bible says like this, how will God who gave us his only begotten son, not give us everything that pertains to life and college. He started with the best. He started with the best. So to your point, if we go after God, he's going to give us the things that really satisfy us. And I think that this is so important because, because he knows what satisfies us because he made us. He knows what satisfies us. And many times as believers, we forget that we have a flesh nature. Yeah. And just because something feels good or looks good or looks or good, sounds good or makes you happy in the natural, yeah. Yeah. it does not mean that it is what God has for you. That's right. Just because everybody's co-signing you for yeah. it, just because everybody's going, you're so dope, you're so amazing. What is God saying about your daily choices? Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. I'm sorry. You no, know, no, I love no, it's, it's, it, well, it just gets to the point of this whole idea that as believers, we call to a life of obedience. That's what we're called to. We're called to live by faith. And, and in, 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 in order to live by faith, you have to be a person of obedience. Because if not, you, you are either going to be led by faith or led by your senses. It's just it's just it that, really it's, is it's, that it's really that simple. You're either going to be led by faith, which is and when we say that faith begins what? Where the will of God is known. So 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 you so once you know the will of God, you have to choose to either obey it or disobey it. And if you disobey, you're going to be led by your senses. And so believers are called to a life of obedience. One of the things we said, I think it was three, four weeks ago, and I want everybody to just type this in the comment section because it goes along with what you were saying. Type this in the comment section. I can trust God with my life. I can trust God. I can with my trust life. God with my I life. Can trust if God you can solidify, if you can get that really deep down on the inside of you, then it doesn't matter what God has asked you to do or how difficult it looks. If you know that you can trust Him, if you you know, uh, if we were in church and and Chris was here, oh God, you know what we would do? Yeah. I'd have Chris come up here and do the and do the trust exercise with me. We've done it so many times. Lily, I can be walking around and just say fall. She don't even look to see whether I'm to her left or right, front or back. She just falls back because she knows that, that I've proven over time I'm not going to put her in a situation where I can't catch her. Come on. God's not going to put you in a situation where he knows he can't catch you. First of all, whatever situation you're in, God can catch you. 
And so it's important for you to understand that. But say this again, we're called. We are called to a life of obedience. Babe, do you find that there are a lot of people who believe that because they love God that their obedience is optional? Yes, and I believe that people think that because there's been so much teaching that's been construed, misconstrued with this idea of y'all can't judge me. Well, actually, the Bible Tupac that. said that. Tupac, Tupac not said the Lord. that. Not the Lord. Tell your name, Tupac said that. <laughs> Tupac not the Lord. said that. Not the Lord. The Lord said we can absolutely judge you by your fruit. Jesus cursed a whole fruit tree, tree because it, a fig tree because it was supposed to have figs and it didn't. Right. So yeah, that that's you got to stop missing and, 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 and then we came with the grace message, which is absolutely necessary. But people took that grace message to hear, well, I'm under grace, so therefore I can do what I want to do. But they missed the whole scripture that says, do we continue in sin do so that grace may abound? Sin? He said, God forbid. God forbid that we who have been delivered from sin Come on. have to continue to live in sin. And when I say sin, I'm talking disobedience. Because we're not going to get into whether smoking, drinking, having premarital sin, all that. We all know, disobedience. All disobedience is sin. I don't care how you want to try to subcategorize it. It's all sin. It's all sin. And so as believers, we are called to a life of obedience. And yes, you can be judged by your fruit. If you and are as, not obeying God, that is bad fruit. And as believers, and, and you know, this may not be a popular teaching, but this is a teaching that will change your life if you listen to it. As believers, you have a responsibility. People don't want anybody in their business. But you have a responsibility. If you see me out practicing sin, the Bible actually says you're you're not supposed to gossip about me. Right. You're not supposed to call the pastor. If you saw me out with somebody who wasn't my husband in an inappropriate way, as another believer, you and you know me, you're supposed to come to me and say, Pastor Sean, listen. What you're doing is not okay right. because it dishonors God. And I believe what we've really broken out of in community, We many people want to see what we saw in Acts, the miracles. They mm -hmm. want to see the financial provision. But many people, not only will they not let God and the Holy Spirit correct them, they won't let their pastor yeah. correct them. Yeah. They won't let their mother correct them. And then what they begin to do is they begin to use some of these newfangled terms that because someone is telling you that you're out of bounds, right. they're telling you that you're not living in context with God that they're trying to they trying to hurt you they're gaslighting you they're working it no we have a response I, I love you you love me but at the end of the day you have the responsibility not to co-sign with my wrong oh, right. just because that's, you love yeah, me absolutely and, and that's that gets back to the whole idea of, of taming your team taming your you team. gotta get people around you who love you enough to tell you when you're doing wrong you can't surround yourself with a bunch of yes men and yes women who who going to let you do wrong when you want to do wrong and then try to help you justify it. You got to tame your team. You got to train yourself to get a team that says, hey, my team loves me enough that we can laugh, we can joke, we can have fun. But when I got out of bounds, they love me enough to tell me I'm out of bounds. I'm out of, who tells you that you're out of bounds? So that's the question. Who tells you that you're out of bounds and who do you listen to? Right. Who has the authority to tell you that you're out of bounds? Hey, keep going. This is so good. <laughs> so then, good. so then we ended up with this with this with this working definition of obedience. Mm -hmm. And it was very simple. And what we said was this, and you can type this in your comment section. Our working definition of obedience is simply this to hear God's word and act accordingly. So I want word. you to type that in the comment section. Say, I hear God's word and act accordingly. I hear 
the word of the Lord concerning my life. When the Lord says something, I hear him, but I don't just hear him. I hear him and I act accordingly. And the reason I do that is because I understand that I've got to hearken to his word. Come on. And that word hearken means to both hear, hear and, and do. do. Come I on. can't just be a hearer only. On. i got to hear his word and then do it. So our working definition of obedience is to hear the word of God and to act accordingly. That means if God says stop talking, I stop talking. If the Lord says have a good attitude, I have a good attitude even if I don't feel like it. The Lord says, worship, lift your hands. I worship and lift my hands even if I don't feel like it. I hear the word of God and I act accordingly. That's good. And then, and then we gave you these eight reasons of why obedience to God is so important. I'm just going to read them real quick. I'm not going to give you the scriptures to them and then we're going to get going. We said, number one, one of the reasons why obedience is so important is because Jesus calls us to obey. Number two, we said obedience is literally an act of worship. Mm -hmm. Obedience is an act of worship. Mm -hmm. Number three, we said it's important because that's how God rewards us. Mm -hmm. God rewards obedience. Mm -hmm. Number four, we said that obedience to God proves out our love. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And keeping his commandments, that's our proof point mm -hmm. that we love God. Mm -hmm. Number five says obedience to God demonstrates our faith. Again, we, we said before, if the Lord gives us an instruction, how do we know you believe God? Because you did what he instructed you to do. Come on. And then number six, we said that obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't try to give the Lord something other than what he's asked for. Uh, we read that over in, in, in uh, Isaiah 1. You and I was reading it again yesterday in several different translations. He said, stop with all these worship charades. He yeah. said, who told you to act like this? Who told you to bring me something like this? Uh, what I asked for you was obedience, not for a thousand dollar seed. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't, you can't choose not to forgive and give God a thousand dollar seed and think that's supposed to be the, the thing that He asked for. And then number seven, He says, we said disobedience leads to sin and death. You talked about that. It may not always be a physical death, but death in whatever that area is that God's called you to. And then number eight. We said it was through obedience that we experienced the blessing. Mm -hmm. And with that, we read Psalms 119, 1 through 8. Won't read it all today, uh, but I encourage you, uh, somebody can put that in the comment section. Psalms 119, 1 through 8. I love it because it says, joyful are the people of integrity. That's what I keep thinking about. Every time I want to do something a little shady, I think about Psalms 119. It says, joyful are the people of integrity. And, and matter of fact, go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say, I am a person of integrity. I am a person of integrity. And, and so at, we're going to talk about the promises concerning obedience. And I want to say this as we go into it, that if you are a person, because this really is a John 15 message, the kind of message that will prune you, mm -hmm. cut away the things that shouldn't be in your life and make you more fruitful. And everybody wants to be more fruitful. Yep. But if you are a person who can hear God when he tells you something you want to do. Yep. But you disregard God when he tells you something you don't want to do. You lack integrity. You lack integrity. You lack integrity. You lack integrity. You, if you can hear your pastor say it's the year of great harvest, but you cannot hear your pastor say you need to stop shacking, then you lack integrity because the kingdom of God is not a buffet. My goodness. The kingdom of God is not a buffet where you come in and you say, well, I want a little fish. I don't want any ham. I don't want any vegetables, but I want some cupcakes. <laughs> it's not a smorgasbord. It, it, you don't get not, to pick and choose. You don't get to pick and choose. And many of you, you're stuck. That's I feel good. this That's so good. strongly tonight, today. You're stuck 
because you keep trying to pick the good part and you don't even realize God wants you to have the good part, but you've literally closed your heart down. You closed your mind down to instruction. Um, many times when we're giving people instruction, right? You, you know, you could say, um, you could say, for example, hey, listen, we believe everybody in the church ought to make a minimum of a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, right? Minimum of a hundred thousand dollars. Somebody will then reach out to you and talk to you about a situation that they're yep. having at work, right? Yep. And you'll say, listen, you may not like what happened, but your boss was actually right. You were wrong. You need to apologize and you need to adjust your thing. Well, I don't really feel like that. And I think that one of the biggest challenges for believers is that they live by their feelings instead of the voice of God. Yep. This is how I feel. I don't feel like reading today. I feel like I like them. I feel like I want this. We don't live by how we feel. Mm -hmm. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right. So it says promises of God. Now, if you look in Exodus, the 19th chapter in the fifth verse in the voice, it says, now, if you will hear my voice, obey what I mm -hmm. say and keep my co covenant, then you out of all of the nations of the world will be my treasured people. After all, the earth belongs to me. <laughs> so it goes back to something yeah. we said last week. You can love all your kids the same, but obedient children are treasured. Yes. Yes. Obedient children are treasured. If you got one kid that you say, hey, can you wash the dishes? And they say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And they go in there and they wash the dishes. You got another kid that you say, can you wash the dishes? They're like, well, I got to wash the dishes. I ain't even eat today. I wasn't even here. Like, listen, let me tell you something. They are, that you love them. And don't nobody want to talk about this stuff, but this is just real talk. It's why the Bible says that Jesus had to grow in favor too. Mm -hmm. He grew in favor, wisdom, and obedience. I'm in stature. We don't all have the same favor because in the kingdom, one of the conditions of favor is obedience. Mm -hmm. get, it's obedience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Deuteronomy 5 and, two, and 29. It says, oh, that there were a heart in them. Check your heart. Now I want to say this because we didn't put this scripture in here. But in Jeremiah 17, people say, I listen to my heart. The Bible tells you that your heart is deceitfully wicked. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells you, tell, put this in the comments, say, do not trust your heart. Do not trust your heart. Do not trust your heart. We've been married for 26 years. Yeah. Have you ever um, loved me in the morning and can't stand me in the afternoon? Yeah. Uh-huh, because yeah. I felt that way, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Have you ever felt like it was the best decision that you made in your life and then sometimes wondered if you had missed God? About some things, yes. Not, yes. not me. Not you. Oh, yes. <laughs> but but it's things, important yes. to understand that you are not supposed to live by your heart. Right. You are. That's why he didn't say, Jesus did not say, I'm going to leave you with your heart to lead you into all truth. He said, I am going to lead you. I'm going to leave you with the Holy Ghost. He's going to lead you into all mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Do not trust Do your not heart. Trust your and then in James 5, it says, whosoever who looketh into the perfect law of liberty, look at the connection he makes. We very rarely see the law as a place of freedom. Mm -hmm. But he says, if you look at this law of liberty and continue therein and be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, you will be blessed in your deed. Mm -hmm. Look at what he says over and over again. He says, if you will hear me, if you will do what I say, and if you will continue doing what I say, you will be treasured, yep. you will be blessed, it will be well with you yep. and your children, and you will be blessed in your doing. Mm -hmm. 
Those are the benefits or those are the promises concerning obedience. Amen. And it's important to remember there are promises with that. Mm -hmm. He says if you look into this perfect law of liberty, he's saying if you continue in them, you're going to be blessed in your deeds. Who doesn't want to be blessed in their deeds? I mean, you want to be blessed on your job. You want to be blessed in your marriage. You want to be blessed in your investments. Everybody wants to be blessed. In, nobody wants to be cursed in their deeds. So he said, what's the condition for being blessed in all of your deeds? Obeying God, right? Mm -hmm. And so now, here we are, three weeks later. We're about to get like into these the benefits, benefits of obeying God. Tell your neighbor, say, there are benefits to obeying God. Come on, type that in the comment section. Say, there are benefits to obeying God. There are benefits to obeying God. Let's talk about these. There's nine of them. Number one, the first benefit that you get from obeying God is peace. I can't, this, is, this cannot be understated. This was placed number one because it is number one. When, when you say, I can trust God with my life, no matter what's going on around you, there's a sense of peace that comes with you. There's a sense of peace that settles in that says, no matter how bad this storm is, I'm, I'm good. It's the reason Jesus was so frustrated with his disciples when he said to them, listen, mm -hmm. I'm going right. to meet you on the other side. He says, y'all get in the boat. We're going to get in this boat. We're going to go to the other side. Mm -hmm. Jesus had been preaching for hours. So he went down to the bottom of the boat to take a nap. The Bible tells us the story that the winds came and the sea got going crazy. They started talking among themselves about what they were going to do. They thought the ship was going to sink. They started throwing the supplies overboard. They started talking about which men they was going to throw overboard. And then finally somebody said, we got to wake Jesus up. They go and they wake Jesus up, which I think is amazing because the sea's going crazy and Jesus is resting. They wake him up and they say to him, do you not care that we perish? And he looks at them and he says, oh, ye of little faith. He says, he basically says, did I not tell you we were going to the other side? If I tell you we're going to the other side, whatever happens in between don't matter. That's the piece I'm talking about. When God gives you a word, Whatever happens before that thing manifests don't even matter. Why? Because God's already given you a promise. The scripture we use is Psalms 119 and 165. It says, great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. Nothing can make them stumble. Go ahead and type in the comment section. When I trust God, I cannot stumble. When I trust God, I can't stumble. Why? Because it doesn't matter what's going on around me. I get peace. What is peace? Peace is the Hebrew word shalom. It means nothing missing. It means nothing broken. Nothing absent. When I when I when I when I obey God, a benefit that comes is peace. This means peace is contingent upon me obeying God. The moment you stray away from His Word, you will find yourself actually looking at the chaos and the confusion. No, that's so good. I, you know, I was thinking, you can be making more money than you've ever made in your life sure. and not have peace. Yeah, because you're looking at the confusion. Well, and because this disobedience. So you're not where you're supposed to be, even though it looks good to everybody else, right? We don't want our but life to be... it looks good to everybody else, but you have no peace. But you have no peace. <laughs> right. You're not sleeping at right. night. You're grinding your teeth. Right. You're, you're dealing anxious. with stress. Your stomach hurts. Your head aches. Like, listen, there is nothing more valuable than the peace of God. He says, if you, if you keep your mind stayed on me, you'll be in perfect peace. And then that gets us into the next one, mm -hmm. mercy. Number two. Mercy. mercy. What yes. is mercy? 
God's willingness to get involved in our life. Many people miss the mercy of God because they're disobedient. Yeah. Because literally you're, you're in a situation. You don't know what to do. It's not working for you. And God says go left and you continue to go right. So his go left, that was his mercy. That was him getting involved in your life. He says, but if you will obey me, you will be a recipient of my mercy. I won't leave you to handle life by yourself. Here's here. I was thinking of an illustration as we were going through our notes and stuff. Here, here's literally what I think sometimes as believers, we want God to do. We want to say, God, what should I pay? My rent or go on vacation? And God say, pay your rent so you have a place to live. And you go, nah, I want to go on vacation. I got a right to go on vacation. So then you go on vacation mm -hmm. and you come back and say, Lord, why won't you help me pay my rent? It's like literally he gave you the answer before you left. And so what we want God to do is then now get involved in our situation when he told us the right thing to do in the first place. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't do that, but I'm saying to you, how stressful is that? It's so stressful. To, because the Bible tells us, we know from studying this, that the children of Israel got in a situation and God got them out of it. They then went right back to that situation. The Bible says they cried out to God and, and he, he got, got them, them out of it. They went back into that situation and they cried out to God and God got them out of it. But who wants to live a roller coaster life of having to have God always deliver you because you're disobedient? Because you're not supposed to live a life where you're always having to be delivered. You're not life supposed shouldn't be like this. It should not be. It should be like this. Yes. Getting higher yes. and higher. Yes. Going from faith to faith yes. and glory to glory. And when you think, when you talk about mercy getting involved, I was thinking about early in our relationship when God would tell me to be quiet. And then I wouldn't be quiet. Mm. And then it would escalate. Mm. And then now I need God to help me. Because you wouldn't be quiet. Because I wouldn't be you quiet. You just wouldn't be quiet. You wouldn't you just keep on. So you just don't keep on. You worry about yourself today, all right? You worry about yourself. Amen? So, and then, um, so he says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. The And, and I, I cannot stress this enough. Mm -hmm. God loves everybody. Yes. But everybody is not a recipient of what he has for them because the access code is obedience ex expressed faith. Ah, I love it. So I can, I love what you said earlier when you talk about I don't get to choose the blessing just with my words. Right. I don't just get to run around and go, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. He's like, no, if you want to be blessed, you got to do the things that I told you to Amen. do to get the blessing. That's Amen. Right. So we got peace and we have mercy. And then number three, the thing I love is freedom. A benefit of obeying God comes freedom. 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 Psalms 119 verse 95 and 96 says it like this. It says, the wicked lie in wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. I have not seen a limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. I love this because David understood that if he did not obey God's word, he would be left vulnerable to attack of his enemies. And I think that's the thing that we miss out sometimes. We don't understand that the only access our enemies have to us is when we leave that hedge of protection that God has given us through his word. So let me let me say it in a go language that people go can ahead. understand. <laughs> the reason that you're so aware of your haters is because you practice disobedience. Ah. 
Because the truth of it is, it ain't a hate or a lie that can touch you or stop you when you are hidden you under are. the protection of God. It ain't a devil in hell that can stop you from increasing. You can be in a job where the people are plotting against you. Ask Joseph. But at a right time, you're going to come out in victory because you trust God. There is a freedom to trust in yeah, God. Yeah. There's a freedom to obey. Here, here's the thing I love about the, the freedom, part of the freedom that it gives me is that I don't have to work it out. Yeah. When I have done what God, I, I can't tell you how many times I've done what God told yeah. me to do. I said, I did what you told yeah. me to do. The rest of you, this, this on you. Because that's that peace part. That's that Once peace you part. Once you've obeyed God, that peace part And comes. that mercy part. <laughs> I did what you told me to do. Yeah. I brought my time yeah. and, told, and did yeah. what you told me to do. Now I got a need right here. I'm trusting you. I'm going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're about to get involved in my life, and so I'm going to be free, yeah. right? When we practice disobedience, when we don't practice obedience, we live in bondage. And many of you have been saved for many years, but you still are as bound as someone who is yeah. not saved. Yeah. And that is not what God has for you. So what was David saying? So what, what really, the, the, the whole context was this. The trick of the enemy, David understood that if he disobeyed God, he left himself vulnerable. Mm -hmm. David understood, I have been able to do everything I've been able to do because I've obeyed God. Come on. Not because of me, not because of my strength or my might or my wisdom, but because I've obeyed God. So here's the trick of the enemy. Here's what the enemy wants to do to you. The enemy wants to plant enough seeds of doubt and unbelief. He wants to surround you with enough people who will agree with your flesh rather than your spirit. Come on. Because what he wants to do is over time is he wants to be able to plant enough seeds that will germinate in your thinking and cause you to distrust or disbelieve God. Come on. Or to make you think that God doesn't have your best interest at heart. Come on. And because he does that. When you what will happen is you'll start to disobey God over the small things mm -hmm. because he understands that if he can get you to distrust God over the small thing, then he can get you to eventually distrust God over the big thing. And so that is the reason that obedience is so important. Listen, the scripture says like this. I've seen a, I, I've seen a, I've seen an end to everything perfect. Everything, no matter how perfect man says it is, there's an end to it. He says, but God, your word is exceedingly broad. So God's word has the ability to go, to go beyond any of our human understanding or human comprehension. So as long as we keep trusting God, we can't be limited by even what's in the earth. By even what's in by the even earth. What's because in the earth. when we obey God, we release the yes. supernatural power. Even the choice to obey God opens up the supernatural power. So where you could not stop yep. before, where you could not do it before, the decision to obey God releases supernatural power on your life. Right. And, and, and so there, there's two scriptures that I want to share. Romans, Romans 6 and 16 says this. It says, do you know that if you present yourself to anyone as an obedient slave, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which we know leads to death or of disobedience or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. He said, whoever you present, you're going to be a slave to somebody. He said, so whoever you present yourself to. That's who you become a slave of. So if you present yourself to sin, you become a slave of sin. But if you present yourself to God, you become a slave of righteousness. And, some, and then Romans 6.22 says this, 
But now that you have been set free, praise God. Somebody go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say, I have been made free. Type that in the comment section. If you're born again, if you're saved, type that in the comment section. I have been made free. Romans 6.22 says, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get now, now that you're obeying, to, it leads to something. Now that you're obeying God, now that you are a slave to God, it's about to lead to something. Mm -hmm. He said, all that fruit you used to get from disobedience that you, you ran away from, now that you're obeying me, he says, now that fruit that you get, it leads to sanctification and it ends in eternal life. In other words, it's going to be a good thing for you. It's going to be a, a, a thing of you getting fruit that's, that's worth something. Not no spoiled, rotten fruit, but good fruit that produces even more fruit. I love this. I, when you were teaching, I couldn't help but think about Ephesians and Colossians. And where he says, you know, you were the, the enemy. He was your father. Yeah. And I freed you. Now, I want y'all to think about this. Jesus dies on the cross. We have been made free. We've been made free. And then we go back through disobedience and submit ourselves to the one that Jesus freed us and from. I, I, it, it, Come on. it would be, in essence, of being set free as a slave on a plantation. You get to the north. You get you, you, you're free. You get a house. You get a family and a business. And then you decide, no, I'm going back to Master Plantation. Nobody would do that. That's such a good illustration. Nobody would do that. But yet believers do it every it's moment of every, every time day. we disobey God. When we disobey God, you literally are a slave who has been redeemed. You're not even a slave anymore. No, you've, you've been, been made, made free. Right. You've been made <laughs> free. And you say, I'm going to go back over here and give the enemy access to my life. And I think this is important to say. You cannot rebuke a devil you in bed with. How can Bezalel re rebuke Bezalel? That's what the Bible says. It says, how can Bezalel cast out Bezalel? It can't. A devil can't cast out a devil. So you're disobeying God trying to cast out devils out of your life. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. Is, and we've seen this through human history. Though, mm -hmm. Because the Bible tells us that the children of Israel got delivered out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And when they got delivered out of Egypt, and we won't get into the whole story, but God sent them out with riches. I don't know what they needed them for. I mean, they was going to be out in the desert. But he sent them out with riches, right? And, 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 and because he's a God like that, he always sends you out better than you came in. Come on. But the Bible says that they got out there and they started talking about how they wanted to go back to Egypt. They was like, we would to God that we were back in Egypt where we were eating the onions and the pomegranates. But do they not remember they were having to work twice as hard? They had to make bricks without slime. They were, they, they were killing their babies. Was, I mean, but you want to go back? That is exactly what happens in the mindset of us as believers when we choose not to obey God. And then you know what they did? Yeah. They took the riches God gave them and made a golden, to worship. A golden they made a God. calf to worship yes. to. So literally God sends Jesus, redeems you. Oh, what? So what I hear you saying is, the believers are praying to God to make more money and God blesses them to make more money. But then instead of blessing God with a remnant of the money that he gave them, 
they use it to go buy boats and cars that they then use on Sundays rather than coming to church. So they become worshipers of them cars and them boats and everything else that God gave them the money to buy. That's what I heard. No, that's that's what I said. <laughs> uh, really, let me just make it a little easier because we're in a pandemic, right? Yeah. Like, so instead of watching church on Sunday, they watch Netflix. I uh, mean, it's just they, mm, they use their mm, money for their Netflix mm, subscription, right? Mm, they, they go to brunch mm, instead. They go mm, to brunch outdoor mm. on the patio, right? Instead of giving their attention to the work. You have to know that there is always going until the new heaven and new earth, there is always going to be this war in your members that you are going to. I don't care how much you love him. I don't care how much you serve him, that you are going to whip, have to whip your flesh into obedience yep, yep. because and especially this. One of the things that I see is that people will get free. You will get free because you close the door to some things. Mm -hmm. You will get free because it's some people you don't hang with. Yep. You will get free because it's some music you don't listen to. And you will walk with God long enough and you will think it don't take all of yep. it. And walk right back into and what walk you were right from. back into that. So then number four. Which goes great with number, number five. Four. Oh, no, number, number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. He will give you wisdom. Wisdom. The Bible says. In James 1, it says, if you lack wisdom, ask God, who gives it to all men liberally and without reproach, it will be given unto you. Yeah. yeah. He says, ask God. One of the ways that I describe wisdom is that wisdom is superior to knowledge. Yeah. Because wisdom is what God would do with the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Correct with, application. It's, cor it's what God would do mm -hmm. in the situation. If God was sitting there and this was the problem in front of God, it's what God would do. He says, so if you ask me, I'll do mm -hmm. what you're, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what to do. I'll tell you exactly how to handle your child. Yep. I'll tell you exactly how to handle the money. I will give you wisdom is the advantage. Mm -hmm. Everybody say that. Say wisdom Ooh, is like the that. advantage. Wisdom is the advantage. Wisdom is the advantage. That's why in Proverbs it says, in all thy getting, make wisdom the principal yeah, thing. Yeah. And in all thy getting, get, get an, an understanding, understanding right? Yes, in Matthew yes. 7, it says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, not just hears them. And I really want to employ you because I hearken. know that so many <laughs> believers, especially if you're watching this, you like teaching ministry. And one of the things I find is that your life is not changed because you took notes in your notebook. Right. Your 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 note your notebook may be anointed, but God wants your life to be yes, anointed, right? Yes. He says, "Here is how you get the advantage. If you hear these sayings of mine and, and do, do them, them, I liken you to a wise man who built his house up on the rock. Mm -hmm. And when the rain descended, I rain love it because rain go come. Storms going to come. Storms are going Trials to come. Trials and tribulations oh, are yeah, going to show up in your life. Because as a believer, you are not exempt from life circumstances. Say that again. As a believer, you are not exempt from life circumstances. Because people think that because they came to the altar and gave the Lord their heart and their hand, that they're not going to have no problems. But God never promised us we wouldn't have problems. He promised us we have solutions to overcome those problems. That's what he said. He said, I will give you solutions. Yeah. They give you the advantage yes. when in um um Israel they would have enemies rise up against yes. them. Somebody was always trying to always. take Israel out, but when they had a good king with a wise heart, yep. he would give them a strategy, and that strategy would give them an advantage. Many of you are struggling because you are rejecting your advantage. Yes. You are rejecting your advantage. Yes. Amen. Amen. It says. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did, did not, not 
fall because it was founded on the rock. And many of you, the reason that you fall so much, Mm. the reason that you fall Mm. so much is that your life is built on your feelings and your experiences and not obeying God. No wisdom. No wisdom. No rock. No rock. My God. My God. You don't have to live. But I want to tell you, you don't have to live that way. (laughs) You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. You don't. You don't have to. You don't. Think about how God changed our marriage when we begin to submit to his wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no way tw- there's no way we'd be 26 years into this doing it the way we Edwin and Sean was doing it. There's because, no way we'd have made it. So we had to die to the God that was ourselves. Mm-hmm. We had to surrender mm-hmm. and do it his way. Mm-hmm. And there were times when we were doing it his way and it didn't seem like it was working. And that's when we had to say, I can trust God with my life. I can trust God with now, my I, life. He told, he, I know God told me that, that I, my destiny is tied into being with you, but it don't feel like it. There's that feeling again. It don't look like it. It don't sound like it. But God, I can trust you with my life. And so even in the midst of that chaos, sometimes there was that peace. Yes. I know God's going to work this out. I know God promised me he's going to work this out. And look at us now. Look at us now. Look at us now. Listen, y'all, we are out here <laughs> renovating our whole house. Yeah. Have not It was had, supposed to just be painting the room. It was just supposed to be painting the room. But it's turned into a full-fledged renovation. Full-blown-out renovation. And we haven't even had a disagreement. Nope. Literally, if we go to a showroom and we are on opposite ends of what something should look like, yep. one of us will begin to say, because one of the pieces of wisdom that we've learned is who's most invested. Yeah. yeah. Who's most yeah. invested. Yeah. And so I'll say, hey, you know what, babe? You you get whatever you yeah. want. You, you 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 said if you want granite or quartz or marble, you pick it. You pick I, it. I, I, I care a little bit more about the color, but the stone, you pick it. You pick it. Wisdom will give you the advantage. And so now, literally, you remember when we used to say we could never build a house yeah, together? Yeah. Now I'm like, babe. Which is why we have it so far. Right. But now I'm like, <laughs> but babe, now we ready. babe, we could build we a house and together. And still be married and be happy. And still be yeah. married and be yeah. happy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so... He will, oh, this is yours. I was about to take your point. No, no, it's, it's good. But so, so let's recap real quick. Number one, we said he'll give you peace. Peace. Number two, he said give you mercy. Mm-hmm. Number three was freedom. Mm-hmm. Number four was wisdom. And you can take number five if you like. He'll satisfy you with long life. Long life. He'll satisfy you with long Ooh-wee. life. Ooh-wee. People do not understand. One of the things we tried to teach our kids to do was to hear God. And I want to just give you this tip as a parent. When all of our kids get to about the 10th grade, we begin to let them make decisions by asking them, what did God say? Mm-hmm. What did God say? And I'll never forget this one time Taylor wanted to go to this party. And um, and we said, what did God say? And she said, God said, I can go. And she got to the end of the street and she came back. And we said, what you doing here? She said, I got to the end of the street and God told me not to go to that party. There ended up being some big mess Something with the party. I don't party. remember what yeah. happened. Yeah. But literally. But he, she wasn't there. <laughs> but she wasn't there. She wasn't there. She ended up going with mm-hmm. some other friends. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand that it does matter what voice you listen to. Mm-hmm. It matters what voice you and listen to. And that's to. why it's so important that you talk to your kids about how the Holy Spirit talks to them. Because the Holy Spirit is always speaking. And, and your kids, whether they're born again or not, they're hearing that voice. They're that's why people say something said. Some said. That you gotta be, you have to train yourself and train your kids to listen to the Holy Spirit. We used to tell our kids all the time: the Holy Spirit's job is to do what? To keep you safe. To keep you safe. To so, Holy Spirit say, "Don't go." Don't see it as a loss. You said that earlier. It's because He's trying to keep you safe. That's His job. His job is to communicate to us those things that keep us in prosperity. You know, the other thing that I found from this, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get back to long life, but I think this is a parenting thing. 
one of the things I really found, and I, you know, and I think Chris and Tamara would probably say that they would know this better than anybody about me. I learned that if you will release the Holy Spirit, you don't have to fuss as much. Yeah. Because you can go in that prayer closet mm-hmm. and come into agreement with God over someone's destiny. Because you're not ever going to really override somebody's will if they don't want if you they to. they don't want you but to. But the Holy Spirit has a unique ability. Baby, don't can't he pull a you? A unique ability to arrest you and get you to do whatever it is you were supposed to do when you swore you would never do it. Oh, let me just say this then. You know I feel this. <laughs> I, I feel it. If you are in any sin, any bondage, <laughs> any demonic, any flesh destiny... I release the Holy Ghost to come and find you. Now. That you not have peace. That he visits you in your dreams, in the shower, in your car. That literally there is no place you can go where you are not being yeah. bombarded with his love and the truth of who you are. May every deception in your life, every lie that you have been told, believe, and repeat be broken in the name of Jesus. Yes. If you have made your bed in hell, the Holy Spirit is calling you out. Jesus. If you have settled in an average place, the Holy Spirit is calling you out. If we serve as your pastors, if we are your parents, if you are connected to us, we release Holy Spirit by the power of God to come and get you. You will not stay there. And in fact, we even begin to curse everything that's attached to you mm-hmm. that should not be. We speak, we say everything that is not from heaven, everything that is not called to your life, every brook be dried up, every door be closed, that you run right into the love of God. It reminded me of that scripture we used to use all the time. Some of you, you think you go do your own thing. Oh. You think you go do your own thing. But well, even before you met us, your parents was praying for mm-hmm. you. You had a grandmother that was praying mm-hmm. for you. And you think you're running away from God. But oh, baby, you've got no fast, um, horses, fast horses and chariots. And you surround yourself direction. with friends yes. that co-sign you going in the mm-hmm. wrong direction. But all the time that you think that you are running from God, he is redirecting your path and moving places and you are going to stand and be who God you called are running you to right be. Back to you him. will be who God mm-hmm. called you to be. Amen. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Okay. Number five, long Num- life. Long life. Long <laughs> life. Long Listen, life. the Bible says this in 1 Kings 3 and 14 about long life. It says, and if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statues and my commandments as thy father David did walk, he says, then I will lengthen thy days. Now there's some, there, there's some there's some scripture uh, that, that people have 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 pulled around the i this the idea of the 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 what is it uh, three score and ten years the idea of that that seventy years is, is supposed to be a minimum for us and and then a, an extra score uh, you know if, if if with reasonable health. And so this idea that we, people die in their 40s and 50s, that's that's contrary to the word. We Our prayer is we're going to live long and strong, and we're going to see triple digits. Amen? Amen. We're going to live long and strong and see triple digits. The Bible but says there are things that God has told us to do. And if you do those things, yes. that's why he says, if thou will walk in my statutes, mm-hmm. if we will do the things God has told us to do, and if you will do the things God has told you to do, there is nothing wrong with you reasonably expecting to live a long life. Amen. Amen. This dying at 50 and 60 years old and, and, and 70 years old, that's premature. God has great things planned for us beyond those years. Amen. And then the Bible says in Deuteronomy 5 and 33, Deuteronomy 5 and 33, it says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. So that you may live and what? Prosper. Live and what? Prosper. Not just exist, but you may live and 
prosper and prolong your days and in the land that days. the Lord will bless you with. So whatever area God calls you to, you're going to live. That means that that's abundant kind of living. That's overflow living. You're going to prosper and be prolonged in it. Amen. So what I hear you saying is that God never wanted us to die. Never. What I hear you saying is that man has had to learn to die. Come on. Ever since Methuselah, man has been learning to die. God is trying to get us to unlearn that so that we can live long and prosper. He wants us to live long and prosper. And then what I love, he says, and there's a land I want you to possess. Mm -hmm. So when God is telling me something isn't my land, that's because it's someone else's land. In, in fact, you ought to type that in the comment section. Say, I will not die a premature death. And while you're typing that, let me explain that. I'm not just talking about physical. I'm talking about emotionally. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about financially. You will not die a premature death. You hear me? You will live long and prosper emotionally. You will live long and prosper relationally. You will live long and prosper financially. You will live long and prosper vocationally. You are not going to die prematurely because you have been made free and you obey the word. My God, that is so good. You obey the word. See, can y'all even see how even now the Holy Spirit is intervening? Even right now, him stopping right now and saying, I need you to say this thing right here. We don't have that stuff written on the piece right, of paper. Right, it's when right. the Holy Spirit is like, wait a minute, it's somebody out there and they're watching. And they need to know that I that, that this fear that they have of dying prematurely, that is not a warning for me. I am telling you, that's not my will for you. Yeah. And some of you need to come out of agreement with premature death and sickness and disease because it's yeah. been in your family yeah. line. Yeah. And some of you black men need to come out of agreement with fear that the police That's are going right. to cut your life right. off. You need to say, it shall not touch me. It shall not touch my children. He has promised to satisfy. And now I hear that. You say, but what about all the people who die? You ain't God. You can't control the whole world. But what you can do is you can come into agreement and say, but that's for the strict ones. You can Psalm 91 yourself. You can Psalm 91 yourself. <laughs> you can Psalm yourself. 91 your house. <laughs> Get proficient right. in Psalm 91 in yourself and then mm -hmm. move to your neighborhood, that's right. right? That's right. But you, he wants you to be satisfied. This is not at the end of it. You don't worry so that now you have dementia. Right. Or you can't you treated your body so poorly that you can't walk around the block or finish your assignment or finish your assignment what, what, you don't want to you don't want to eat so bad and you don't want to not exercise so that the assignment you're supposed to have at 65 you can't complete because you in, in a hover ramp i mean i mean, I mean you, you don't want to do your body like this we get one body we don't want to tear this body up we want to do the things god has called us to do so that we can can do the things he's called us to in this body right yeah the, um, the, we're we're three-part being yeah spirit soul and body and body and the lord told me he said sean you only have the right to be in the earth as long as you have a body that works yeah he said so the job of the enemy is to get you to destroy your body mm -hmm. so he can get you out of the it's earth realm before you complete your assignment. Right. Now, somebody could just take that and get yep. delivered. That some of those struggles with food and some of those struggles with alcohol and addictions and things like that, it is literally the enemy trying to use your body against you yep. to cut your assignment off. You but I want everybody to say, I will complete my God-given assignment. I will complete my, my God-given God assignment. assignment. Come Amen. on, type that in there. 
Y'all, we only got four more. We'll now do. listen. We, we now listen. So so we so we've talked about peace. We talked about mercy. We talked about freedom. We talked about wisdom. We talked about long life. Now let's get into a couple of these because these are the ones that I got really excited about as we were talking about. I know they. Because when we obey God, there are some things God promises to do directly for us. Come right? on, talk about it. And baby. so you got the first one. I got the first. You got number six. Number, number six, six. This is what God promises to be for us. When I obey God, He promises to be an avenger. Holy. Exodus twenty three and twenty two. But if thou shalt indeed obey His voice. And do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. I never read that scripture and don't repent. Yeah. And the reason that I know. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I know I, why. No, listen, <laughs> let me tell you why. Every time I read this scripture, I repent. It's exciting to think about God being an enemy to my enemy. Mm -hmm. But I ain't the only person on this planet. Mm -hmm. So I, I keep my mouth off other people. I don't try to tear nobody down because I can remember one time that I was upset with you and the Lord said to me, don't forget that's my son mm. because he's an enemy to your enemies. You don't want to get on the wrong side of that enemy thing. You want to be on the right side of that thing. Yeah. But here's the promise when you're on the right side. He said, I will be an enemy to your enemy. Some of you going back and forth, arguing with people, debating with people, all upset, stressed in your chest. When all you got to do is be like, Lord, you know they haven't done me right. Now you tell me what you want me to do. So what I heard you say was the Lord told you don't be mad at me and be messing with me because I'm his son. He did say that. But see, that same thing is true of me, though. I know he told that same you. Thing is I know true. he told you about that same me. Thing is true. I know he told you about me. I know he told you that I was his beloved daughter. You're my you beloved daughter. And don't be playing with you. That's right. And so that's I, that, that's why I say I know why you say you repent because I'm like I don't ever want to be the person who's out here wanting God to avenge not even people but situations for me. But in reality, I'm that same thing for somebody else. I'm that same thing. So I, what I want to do is I want to catch myself obeying God in every situation so that I can stay off of that side of having to be an enemy to God. Yeah. Um, a, a couple of years ago, I went to speak at a conference and we had negotiated what the girl was supposed to pay me. And yes. when we mm -hmm. got there. She didn't pay me that. And so I was a little salty about it. Sure. Now, I was a little salty. Sure. She messing with your coins. Because she messing with my coins. Right. And I was going to talk to her. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. He said, I want you to be real careful how you speak to her. Because she belonged to me too. He said, now I'll give you your money. But I want you to be careful how you handle her. Y'all know what I did? I ain't say nothing to her. Right. I just let God give right. me my right. money back. Because he's going to give you money. It don't matter where it came from. It didn't matter where it came from. And he said, and when she called you and when she asked you for something, I want you to do it. And and as a parent of five kids, I get that. Yeah. As a parent of five kids, I really get that. I'm like, listen here, I love all my kids. But if you start messing with one of the kids, then now I got to get involved right. because I become an enemy to whoever's right. messing with right. one of my right. kids. And that's and that's the promise. He becomes an, an avenger, avenger, a writer of wrongs for us. And what we and that's and that's that idea that we ain't got to be trying to out there do it ourselves. Yeah. We don't have to be out there trying to get somebody back. We ain't got to be plotting and scheming, trying to find revenge. We, we that, that's not our job. He he is the Lord God of recompense. He says, "I'll be an avenger for you." He says, I will be an enemy to your enemies. He says, and I'll be an adversary to your adversaries. So we ain't got to be spending time worrying about how we're going to get even with haters. Do you know what? I believe that that's why when Jesus was on the cross, 
he said, Father, forgive them. Yeah. Because he knew God as an avenger. Yeah. There's a scripture that you go back to that says that the angel of the Lord came and killed 237,000 of Israel's enemies in a night. Israel was going to go to war the next day. And then the night, the angel of the Lord. Because God, see, I know everybody just wants y'all to think but, that. But that's important. An angel. An angel. At one. One. Of the Lord. Of the Lord. Killed 237,000 men, men. Warriors. Warriors. In a night. In a night. Because I. Because I, they was coming against his children. Because everybody want to. Everybody wants to act like Jesus is just a lamb. Yeah. But I read in my Bible, he a lion too. Mm -hmm. He's a lion mm -hmm. too. And what I don't want, it, I talk to you about this all the time, is why I don't want the Lord to correct me. I don't want the Lord to have to call my name because I ain't trying to get on the bad side of that. Mm. Some of y'all are a little too comfortable with getting <laughs> on the bad side of that. But he says, I am an avenger. But I think that when Jesus was on the cross because he knew the avenging side of God, the Bible says that God literally had to separate yeah. himself. He, he said, so, Lord, forgive them he for said, they, forgive they them know not what they that, do. Because he was like, because I don't want you to come I don't want you to see me in this pain and come down here. Because the whole point of me going through what I'm going through is that they might be saved. Right. So we defeat the purpose if you become Jehovah Gomola and, and wipe them all And wipe them because we wanted to save them, right? But it was the same intercession that, that Abraham had. Yep. We said, don't, don't kill everybody. When Moses said, don't kill everybody, right? And so he is an avenger. God, so whoever you holding grudges to mm -hmm. and whoever you mad at and feel like they let got an advantage, go. let that go, let child, because the Lord has a way of avenging. Because you want whoever feel that way about you to let that go. Come on. So so just let that go. Because so contrary to popular belief, mm -hmm. you ain't the only one who's been wronged. You done wronged some people. Come on now. And what people do a really good job of is wanting mercy for themselves mm -hmm. and justice for other people. Right. You, we talk about this all the time. People remember everything that somebody did wrong to but them. But can't remember one thing. They can't remember somebody. one thing. Because you think that when you apologize, it's over. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Okay, architect. So that's good. So number six, he's an avenger for us. The other thing God becomes when we obey him, number seven, is he becomes an architect for us. Mm. Well, what do you mean by an architect? Let's look at 1 Kings 11 and 38. 1 Kings 11 and 38 says this. It says, if you then give yourself to me, and if you would heed my commands, if you would honor my laws and live by my ways, just as my servant David did, he says, then I will be near to you and will build you a great dynasty. I will build you a great dynasty like the one I built for David. Israel will be yours. I will hand it over to you. Literally, when we say that God would become an architect for you, when you begin to obey God, God begins to put every stone in place to make your life exactly as it was planned That's to be. That's so good. That's he so moves good. every stone. He hangs every beam. He takes care of all of the trim. He makes sure it's on a solid foundation. He literally draws the plans, the perfect plans for your life. He then executes those plans as an excellent engineer, and he builds you the life that you are always designed to live. He literally creates for you a, a rendition of heaven on earth. Yes. He literally builds your life so that literally your life on earth looks just like it would look in heaven. Mm -hmm. He becomes an architect for you. When I obey God, God becomes my ultimate builder. He builds my life. We know we talk about that we use our words to frame our world, right? Well, we use our words to frame our world, but our obedience builds everything on the inside of that world. Mm -hmm. Our That's obedience really builds everything on the inside of that world.
So you can use your words to frame a great world, but who wants to live in a big, wonderful house that's just framed? Mm -hmm. You need a ceiling on that thing. You need walls. You need electricity. You need plumbing. That's what obedience does. You need does. some nice furniture. You need some nice furniture. You need some AC. Everything inside of that house that makes it wonderful besides the framing is basically our obedience. I got to just share this testimony about God being an architecture, an architect of your life. And I was telling you this this morning as well. Um, you know, I own a um, personal, a faith-based personal development company where I help people, particularly women, oh, learn how to yeah, shift yeah, their lives. about that. And I was saying that, you know, the experts, three all or the four, experts. Uh, four or five years ago, all of the experts were saying that the big thing was to get on stages, was to get on stages. And about the end of 2017, the Lord said to me, he said, I need you to move your business to being primarily online. Now, y'all listen to this. Don't now miss this. I know this. we've been going a little long, but listen, don't, don't miss this because this is pertinent to your life. He said, I need you to move your business to being primarily online. None of the experts in my realm were saying your business should be online. So what I hear you saying is all of the experts were saying, hey, if you want to grow your business Find these big stages. To you get need to on. get out. You need to speak. You need to go all of these places. People need to see you on stages. When he told me that 90% of my business was going to speak and 10% of my business was online. Okay. So I began to get very aggressive. See, when God gives you an instruction, you got to get in mm -hmm. aggressive. So that's when I released Soul Shift. He told me, here's what I want you to do. He's architecting my life. He's designing it. I don't even realize and it, And I right? remember when you first did Soul Shift, you weren't even really sure about I that. I wasn't even really sure about it. Because you were still thinking stages, but was, you was being obedient to God. And my people would tell you that I was like, I don't really want to do yeah, this. Yeah. I really would rather have live events. So by, that, by the end of that first year of that transition, my business was probably 60% online and 40% stages, mm -hmm. right? Because you're making a transition. Because I'm making a transition. In 2019, my business went to 90% to online mm -hmm. and 10% stages, mm -hmm. right? I did not know there would be a pandemic. Because when January came in 2020, you were 90-10. January, February, March, the pandemic hit. The pandemic hit. Guys, listen. Every single live event I had. Everyone. Canceled. Everyone. They couldn't have them. The stages you had been invited to year after year couldn't have their events. They couldn't have their events. They could not have their events. He was designing my life because he knew what was ahead. So literally in the last year. So he tells you something at the end of 2017. That don't make sense. That makes no sense because 2018, 2019 is just like it's always been. But here you are making the transition while everybody else saying, that's crazy, girl. You better get on them stages. You better get on them stages. You better go. You better not be doing all your stuff like that. People prefer live events, all of this different stuff. And then when it shut down, I literally, my business has made more money than it's ever made before. And now people are like, how did you do that? What are you doing now that they aren't live events? Because in 2017, when he said to me, Sean, stages is not the path. You need to build your own space for people to be able to access your work. See, there are things, everything God tells you yeah. ain't for tomorrow. Yeah. There are, and, and that's the thing we miss, yeah, right? Yeah. We think that because we don't see it next week, you <laughs> think that God tells you to change your eating and because you don't get sick next week. He's an architect. He's an architect. Baby, he laying that and, thing out. And he, when we were talking about that, here's here's how I saw that. Because because I know we, we talk about it a lot, right? You weren't the only person he told that. Of course not, because God don't intend for none of us to struggle. And there were people in your circle that he told that to. 
there were people who told me that I was wrong. Right. And, and, and so they kept doing it the way they were doing it. And in 2018 and 19, it looked kind of like they were pressuring more than you because they were on those stages. They were they were commanding some of those larger honorariums for being on on different stages, not just preaching stages, uh, in, uh, uh, industry stages, mm -hmm. some of the places you were going to the, 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 the business uh, industry women stages and things like that. But here's what happened. It was like God when he told Noah to build an ark. Come on. He told Noah to build an ark because rain was going to come. He didn't say now the rain ain't going to come for 125 years, but rain's going to come. God didn't have to say to you, Sean, I need you to do this because a pandemic is coming. He said to you, I need you to do this. And the problem with most people is they will obey God if he tells them why. But God's not obligated to tell you why. But the truth of it is, is that if God had told me a pandemic was coming, I'd have thought I missed God because I wouldn't have even known what a pandemic you, was. You were quitting 18 or 19. So people will obey. People people got to get out of. I'll obey God if He tell me the time, date, and place. No, a word is all you need. You need to know that God is a God who has never let you down. And literally, He architect. I saw Chris write that. She said, "Architect, architecture." Like we said, right. preacher, preacher, architect, architecture. Listen, understand. He built your life for today. But he told you that in 2017. And that's why you can't think you know, because here's the reality. As human beings, the Bible says we see in part. In part. And it's and really, here's what you see. We, you got, see. we got a 500-foot view. God got a 50,000-foot view. He can see everything. We, we, can't see, we can't see over the tree. He can see the whole thing. And so you see what you think you know from the past, yep. what you think you know about the present, and what you imagine about the future. Yep. But he's standing in all three of them at one time. At the same time. He like, Sean, I don't need your family to miss a beat. It's still, let me just say this. It's still lots of money being made. Yeah. It's still lots of yeah. money being made. Yeah. It's still opportunities. Yeah. There are more there are more billionaires now than before the pandemic started. There are. And so and so what happens is people go, you know, that's why we went back when we said God said this is the year of 2020 of 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. And people said the prophets missed it. No, 2020 vision is the ability to see what he sees. Yes. Perfect vision. And what is he said what for he us said. was this is a year of great of harps. great harvest. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you guys, the instructions God mm -hmm. is giving you. Follow the instructions. Yes. And then the next thing he does, what he did with his visionary side, mm -hmm. because Amber said he be knowing. That's what she said. He do be knowing. Just like that. He be knowing. He be knowing, mm -hmm. right? That what he did is that his instructions and his direction become our protection. So now we just talked about from a financial standpoint. So number eight, he's a, he becomes a protector eight, for us. Number eight, he becomes a protector for yes. us. So he protected our family financially. Because we obey what he told us to do in seven, particularly in 20, in 2017 about your business. He says in Psalms 119, 114, he says, you are my hiding place, my shield. I hope in your word. I hope in your word. So now I'm building my expectation. You're asking me to build my business online. I don't even know how I'm supposed to do that. But I'll go as far as I can go. And I will hope in your word. And I will hope in your word. Enough to do whatever you say. That's how the, that's what that's what the, I'm not hoping like I hope this works out. I'm hoping in the sense that what I believe it enough that whatever you say, I'm willing to do. So when he said make a transition to make most of your business income come from online, hope in it. Do it enough to find the research. Find out how to make because you didn't just go, okay, let me transition. 
you you went to classes, you read books, you talked to people, you 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 did all kind of things to make the transition. Stuff. Some stuff worked, some stuff didn't, didn't, but you were moving toward what he said. And you know what? I ain't, I ain't saying he did, but maybe he held the pandemic up to 2020 till you got ready. What I know oh. is that God will move heaven and earth for his children when they're obeying him. When they're obeying him. And he became my hiding place. Yes. He became our financial hiding yes. place. Yes. So he will become your protector. So for those of you who are hearing, God is giving you instructions. And the instructions don't make sense. They don't seem to fit. Do what he is telling you to do. And then number nine. So let's, so let's give them to you one more time. We talked about when you obey God, the benefit is you get peace. You get mercy. You get freedom. You get wisdom. You get long line. He becomes an avenger for you. He becomes an architect for us. He becomes a protector for us. And then lastly, number nine, when we obey God, we make ourselves part of his family. Yes. We make ourselves part of the family of God. The Bible says in Mark 3 and 35, for whosoever, somebody go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say, I am a whosoever. I am a whosoever. It says, for whosoever shall do the will of God. The same is my brother and my sister and my mother. He says, if you if you obey me, you you family, you down with me. We 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 down like two flat tires. We are good together if you obey. And then John 14, 23 closes it out by saying, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, and my father will love them, and we will come to them, me and the Father, Jesus and the Father, and will make our what? Home with, with them. them. Make a so home with them. When you obey God, number nine, you make yourself a part of God's family. So I want to say this. Um, you know, I we get a lot of prophetic words. Prophetic words are just the ability to hear God. Sure. I believe that we, as spiritual leaders, we get more prophetic words because the words aren't just for us. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just give us words mm -hmm. for us. He gives us words for the people that we have charge mm -hmm. over, right? And so I noticed that a lot of people begin to come out with a lot of what I would consider doom and gloom words for 2021, mm -hmm. right? So I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, why aren't you giving me these same words, right? And it goes back to eight. He said, because if they will do what you're telling them to do, if they are doing what Edwin is telling them to do, they will be protected mm -hmm. when those things happen. Mm -hmm. I want to see we're not ahead. afraid of an economy, yeah. of a bad economy, because we don't live by this world's economy. And I know that sounds real spiritual, but we live by God's economy. And even though we are we live in this world, God has the ability to give us insight and understanding that we can prosper during the pandemic. We can prosper during a recession. There, It happens for other people. It, God can make that happen for us. So we get peace because we just know that no matter what 2021 holds, we will obey God just like we did in 2020, and he's going to be number eight for us. He's going to be a protector for us. And, he, and, and he'll get involved. He'll yes. be mercy he'll to be us. He'll be mercy for us right? because he's going to give us wisdom that's going to create this freedom for us, right? Yes. <laughs> it's just how it ties together. So I want to employ you. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. Whatever he's telling you to do, it may be in health. It may be in relationships. I'm, I'm, Chase has this great testimony. Um, and I, I think I've shared this before, but when Ch Chase went to Clark, he said um, that one day the Lord told him this guy that he was hanging with that he needed to stop hanging mm -hmm. with him. The guy hadn't done anything. He thought the guy was really cool. He saw that guy as somebody that they were going to be good friends because they were similar in personality. 
He said one other time the Lord told him to stop hanging yeah. with him. So he said he just cut it, cut it off. And a couple of days later, that guy got arrested for selling drugs on campus. Yep. And I was like, see, God is not obligated to tell us, don't do this, because if you do this, you're going to have a heart attack right. 12 years from now. Right. Don't do this, because if you do this, you're, you're going to get caught up with somebody who sells drugs. He says, if you hear me, if you love me, keep my commandments, because everything I'm telling you, I'm telling you because I love you. I believe that God is giving us instructions and strategies mm -hmm. to cause us to prosper in this system. And I want to say this. I know that many, I, I know that when the government makes you a promise that they're going to give you unemployment, that they're going to do X whatever, it is easy to put your hope in that. Yeah. But you better put your hope in that if it take them 20 weeks to release that money, you won't miss a beat. Yeah. You have to put your expectation in God. Absolutely. And you have to follow those instructions. You know, even in this renovation process, babe, we have different contractors who come out, right? And and somebody will come out. We had this one guy who come out. He looked dope on the out. I mean, he's so engaging. He spends all of this extra time. And 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 you're getting ready to pull the trigger. And the Holy Spirit says, hold up a second. He says, wait. Don't he do says, it. he says, wait a second. He said, that's not your contractor. That's not your contractor. And then when you go back to ask the guy some more questions, he gets real nasty and ugly mm -hmm. with you. So you get showed to see. His he showed his tail, <laughs> as the old folks say. You get to see why. I was like, oh, okay, God. There's, if you want a car, God knows what dealership your car is mm -hmm. at. He knows which bank should finance it. If you want a house, he knows where the house is. He knows where your job is. You want love. He knows where the love is. You don't have to make up your own path. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make up your own solutions because he thought so much of you that he pre-planned it before you showed up. Amen. And so we Amen. just want to encourage you guys, go all in with obedience. Yep, go all in. Go, go all, all in, in with, with obedience. obedience. Because if you go all in with obedience, we still have some promises over this month. This month, yeah. over November, yeah. over, over December. December. Yeah, we got a lot of time left. We're not done with 2020. We're not done with 2020. We're not done with We're 2020. Not. There not. are people who are going to get new jobs. Yeah. There are people who are going to get business strategies yep. and your business is going to make raises and bonuses. Your too. business is going to make more in this last quarter than it's made the whole year. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, yeah. your business, if you will do what the Lord is saying, it will make more mm -hmm. in the last quarter than it made mm -hmm. the whole year. Mm -hmm. God is going to give you strategies for your yep. family. Yep. He's going to give you strategies for your health. But you got to do what God is saying. Come on. Last thing before we get off of here, type this in the comment section. Say, I am willing to go all in. I'm willing to go all I in. I am willing to go all in. As you're typing that in, listen, let me encourage you. Uh, we have an opportunity for you that you can sow into this ministry. Did you enjoy the word today? If you enjoyed this word today, if you've enjoyed the word the last several weeks, you know, don't don't miss the opportunity to connect your financial seed with what's going on in your life. Those of you that are partners of Fellowship of Champions, remember our goal is to have a church that's 100% tithers. We believe in the tithe. It belongs to God. We are not God robbers. We don't steal from God. We know that God can do so much more with the 10% that we give him than we could ever do with the 90 we keep. Amen. And so I encourage you, be a tither. Be a person who commits to tithe if you're a partner of Fellowship of Champions. Fellowship of Champions uses our tithe for all the things that we do. 
for all the ways that we assist people. That's how we create our benevolence budget. Uh, in many ways, it's how we support our scholarship fund too. Before we had our big scholarship drive this 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 summer, but it's how we continue to add to it. Uh, it's, it's how we do everything. It's how we do. It's how we pay everybody who needs to be paid as part of the ministry. It's how we get to upgrade to the new platforms we're going to, the new software we're doing to give you a better experience. So I encourage you to be a tither, but not just a tither. You need to be a giver, too, because that's how people live. The tithe belongs to God, but we live by our seed. Amen. Amen. We live by our seed. We and we have a seed. multitude of ways that you can give. You can give via tithely. Uh, you can give via, via Givelify. You can give via push pay. Uh, listen, you can, if, if you if you if you want those people who say I had somebody say, well, Pastor, I always end up forgetting y'all. It'd be so good. I forget. Listen, you can go into any of those systems and you can set up recurring giving. Uh, you know, Pastor Sean and I both have different numbers, but the Lord has told us what to give each week. So I just set mine up on recurring giving so that every Friday night it, it, it just draws it from my account because I know what I'm giving. If the Lord tells me to give more, I give more. But I know what my what my standard offering is and what my tithe is going to be. And so we just encourage you to do that. Become a partner with this ministry, uh, with your financial seed. If you are watching us for the first time, if you've watched us just a couple of times and you say, you know what? I really want to be a part of Fellowship of Champions. You can be. You can be. You can be. Come we be are literally our growing our e-church, our global e-church, and we want to reach as many people as we possibly can. So how, how does that benefit both of us? You can like our page, and you can send us a message and tell us, hey, I want to be a virtual partner. We got a link. Somebody's going to drop we, the we, link. It's, I think it's www.focchurch.com. I think it's forward slash... Uh, number sign connection uh, and somebody <laughs> put it in there but you can click that fill it out let us know you want to be a virtual partner and then guess what you are a virtual partner with us that means we pray for you we ask you to pray for us and we ask you to invite more people to our page we ask you to invite more people to come and see us because we really see we know um, from what from what the Lord is telling us even when all this is over church is not going to just go back to what it used to yeah the, the, the church is not just going to go back to normal there are going to be lots of people who choose this format uh, uh, for the way they receive their teaching. And we don't want to leave those people out. We're going to come back and we're going to, we're going to be here, but we're going to keep this going. But too. We, we really are. We're working on how to Absolutely. build a studio so that we can serve people all over the and, world. And so your financial seeds would help with that. We're telling you what we want to do. We want to make sure that everybody who wants to be connected to this ministry can be connected in the way that's best for them. It's Amen. a good church. It's a great church. It's a great. It's they a got church. great pastors. They too. got great pastors and even better partners. Even better partners. <laughs> even Amen. better partners. Amen. And you know, I just you know, I want to say this because the Bible tells us that what we make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know that during this pandemic. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. She said, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt." She said, "Being a virtual partner has truly blessed her life." Stephanie, Stephanie is a new virtual Stephanie, partner. Welcome, you, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Listen, there. You guys have kept people in their homes during this pandemic. Absolutely. And let me tell you how, because I want to release this word over you particularly. Now, now I want you to be real clear. This means if you a giver. Uh -huh. This right. is one of those, if you a giver, yeah. then this qualifies. Not even that you gave a lot, but that you were faithful in your giving. Because of your generosity and your belief in the time and your belief in being a seed sower, there have been families, more than one, more than multiple one. families, that this ministry has kept from being evicted. And not even people who just go to church. I mean, not just people, people who go to church. people who needed help and, and other churches may have turned them away or whatever. And we were able to help because of them. Because of them. 
But here's the promise on that. Come on, talk about this. Part. God says what you make happen for someone mm -hmm. else, God will make happen for you. So the word that you ought to be releasing over your life is that because I help people, because I help my church keep people in their homes, I will always have a home. And because I help my church help people with food, I'll never go home. I'll always, you you got to learn how to take these collective promises. When you participate when with you, the group. Now, now you can, again, <laughs> we, we if you out there confessing and you ain't done nothing, this don't apply to you. But if you are a giver, and I know we got some givers out there. Oh, yeah. If you are a tither, you need to begin. Some of you may be believing, you may be believing for furniture in your home. You got to, the Bible says, remind me of my word. Mm -hmm. Father, I sold into FOC and FOC helped people, gave them beds, helped them, did all of those things. Father, I need some furniture in yep, my house. Yep. Now, what I made happen I for them, in the ground. I got seed in the ground. And if you ever learn that, if you if you ever begin to live like that, you won't forget to sow. Mm -hmm. Chris, Chris just typed in the, in the, in the group. She said, uh, she said the valleys would never be without a house, gas, uh, car, or food. Somebody else. You ought to type that, too, because if you've been participating with us, those are promises. You will never be without a house. You'll never be without gas. You'll never be without a car. You'll never be without food. You'll never be without anything you need because you've been helping us since March help other people with what they need. Absolutely. I'm telling you, that's and, a promise. And, and for all of our partners before we were virtual, before then. Yeah. Before then. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When you have, re you know, the Bible says the poor will always be among you. Yeah. It didn't say you had to be the yeah. poor. Yeah. Now I look, I'm, I'm looking straight in your face. Mm -hmm. It says the poor will be among you. You don't have to be the poor. You don't have to be the poor. But there is a supernatural system to get increase into your life so that you may have the funding for every good work and charitable donation. But just making the confession is not enough. Yes. You gotta participate in God's system. So and we, God's system is about seed sowing. Yes. Regardless of whether people feel it and like it or somebody mistaught it or whatever, you gotta participate with God's system. And you gotta here's here's the reason why giving is never a problem for me. I can trust God with my life. Because I can trust God with my life. I can trust God with my life. So whatever God asks for, I give it to him. Why? Because I can trust God with my life. I love it. So we want to encourage you to sow. You can sow through Giveify. You can sow through Tidely. You can sow through Push Pay. You, you can, can sow text through to you. Give. Can text Pastor to Sean give. loves text I to love give. text to give. So if y'all want to help, uh, help, help her smile, y'all can participate in text, text to give. I love text to give. And I don't understand why more people don't use text to give. A lot of people love Giveify. I love, I'm telling you, Giveify is wonderful. I but love, I love text to give. I know you do. I love to. You know what I really have loved in this pandemic? What's that? I have loved that because of our partner's generosity mm -hmm. and God's goodness, that when people come and say, we don't have food, we just go, you got food now? Yeah. Don't, go ahead. No, and so so it was interesting because this week alone, right, uh, Chris reached out to us because there was a family that, that was in need. And, uh, and, and when she told me what they needed, I was like, well, sure, we have more than that in the benevolence, we can help. And so, and so I did, and then I, and I responded to Chris and I said, wow, I said, I just had an epiphany. I can remember early in ministry when we didn't even have that much money in the account to pay our rent. Come on. We, there was a time in ministry where what we helped a family with, we, we didn't have that much money to pay the rent. And now we have it in benevolence that we were able to bless somebody with it to keep a family in their home. 
for at least another month or so. You know, and and, and and we did it and it didn't it didn't cost us anything except to be a blessing. And we do that because of your generosity and our generosity. We do it because people believe that, hey, what I can make happen for somebody else if I ever need it. And here's the great news. I hope I hope I never need anybody to bless us to stay in the house. Amen. I hope I never need it. But you know what? What I do know is if I ever do. I got seed in the ground for it. I got seed in the ground. I got seed in the ground. You know, and people may ask, why don't we tell the names? And here's why I'll tell you why ain't we don't business. tell the names. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't your business to know their names. Well, okay. But, you, but now you tell them the reason. Okay. <laughs> if it were you, do you want your name out there? If you're struggling, do, do people have to know? And I think that that's one of the conflicts that churches can get into sometimes. People will say the church isn't doing anything. But the Bible tells us that we don't have to let the right hand know what the left hand is yeah. doing, right? Which is why you ought to have pastors that you trust, that you know that if we tell you we're taking care of people, we're doing it. But your pastor's right. It's not your business. We don't have to get out and say, oh, we helped Miss Mary Jones right. and her family. Right. We don't have to say that. Yeah. We're just thankful to have the resources to be able to do it. Listen. We're going to get out of here, but we hope you've been blessed today. We'd love to hear back from you about this message mm -hmm. right here. We'd love for you to send us a message or put on this post what this message has meant to you. Um, and, and because we just want to see you win. And let me tell you something. God is setting his people up to have victory like they have never known. Mm -hmm. But it will be directly tied to your obedience. Amen. Hey, let me say this. I know we pubbed uh, Chandra's book. I know we pubbed your book. We pubbed uh, the opportunity for Chris's uh, T-shirt. Also, she does lashes, too. Listen, I love bracelets, right? And I got this. I don't know if you can see it, but I got this bracelet on today. It is beautiful. Absolutely. I love it. It came from Latasha Long. And if you wear bracelets, I know a lot of guys do. Y'all, and women, too. She make girl bracelets, She make girl, ma, ma, Yeah, a lot of girl bracelets. You ought to check out her website. Latasha, if you still on here. Uh, drop it in the comment section how people can go and, and like it. It's almost Christmas time. Uh, you can get your, your sons, your daughters, uh, stocking stuffers through her through her website. Um, I, I love it. It fits great. And, and if it doesn't, she, you know, like she said, she can make the adjustment or whatever. But she makes a wonderful, high-quality, heavy, uh, nice jewelry. Uh, and so I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I love my bracelet. There's some people who are about to experience some increase, some major increase in your life. And I just want to tell you this, those of you, when you see it, you need to say I'm next if you're doing what you're supposed mm -hmm. to do. Don't get salty. Don't get don't get petty. For example, if you're sitting here and you're a partner and you have a business and you're like, they didn't shout my business out. Did you tell us? <laughs> right. Did you tell us? Like, we're not magicians. Right. Did you tell us? <laughs> and so, you know, we want to help everybody succeed. And the truth of it is, is that one of the ways that God. Because we don't win if we ain't all eat. Because we, we, we don't win if we, we all we, everybody who's doing what they're doing that God called them to do. We want to we want to promote you as long as you're doing what you're doing with integrity and with excellence. Amen. So I ain't, we ain't promoting no junk now. We ain't promoting no junk and we ain't promoting no thievery and no stuff that God don't like. Right. Amen. Amen. So if you, if you got OnlyFans, don't right. tell us. Don't we tell. We don't want to know that. We ain't promoting no OnlyFans, and I hope it shouldn't. Amen. Um. So we love you guys. We listen. Mindset Monday, come to prayer on Tuesday, come to refresh on Wednesday, stay plugged in, get that disobedience out of your life, yeah. obey God, and let us know what you thought about this message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we're going to be back together next week. I, I love teaching with you. It's, we're going to be back great. together yeah. next week. Yeah.
What we talking about next week? I don't know yet, but we're okay. going to do it again next week. Or I don't know. Whatever. We, we all, we, we're going to come back again next week. Amen. Y'all like when we teach together? Y'all like that? I, I actually like teaching with Pastor Sean. It's great because we just get to kind of build off each other's energy. But is it, is it comfortable for y'all to see two people up here at the same time? Like, Let us know. I like teaching with you because you, I mean, can I just be honest? Mm-hmm. You've relaxed a lot. You used to be real tight on them notes. You, you know what? I, I received that. I also love how you now don't just bird walk all over the place. <laughs> so I think my relaxing and your staying on topic kind of helps us. So I think it's great. I love it. I love oh, wait. <laughs> Everybody who went to the marriage thing, you see how shady Pastor Elwin is? Because you know that's actually not what he's supposed to do. According to the marriage essentials, he is supposed to simply be able to take that feedback and not throw something I said back. I take it. No, I, but I, you I'm threw less... something back. That's not what you're supposed to do. I, got, I still got work to do. Let me you work still... on it. Let me work on it. Happy appreciation. This week we celebrated Pastor Chris. Yes. I know we're, I know we're on here. Pastor Kristen. We may be a little long today, but we miss y'all. And we want we hate that we're not getting to see you. And we gotta go grocery shopping after this, so we're trying to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love y'all. We pray, we speak blessings over your life this week. You know what? We speak the courage to obey. Mm -hmm. Just we release the courage to obey. We love y'all. And be looking out this week for the next person we're going to be honoring this week for Minister Appreciation. Appreciation. We got another one. Pastor Chris was this week. And so we got another one coming up. And then the week after that, we're going to be celebrating all the people who helped FOC be great. So y'all be looking out for that. All right. We love y'all. Y'all have a great day. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.